There are people out there who have power. Who you are, what you are, can change history. Did I just, I just teleport? Hey, hey, hey! What happened to you? David, open the door! This thing that just happened could set me free. But why settle on one place when you could have the whole world? I think there's something you're not telling me. If you don't want to tell me everything, that's fine. But just don't lie to me. It must be hard. Living like this with no family, friends. If you can hear me, you can come home. What I'd like to know is how you rob a bank without opening any doors. And who are you? You think it could go on like this forever? Living like this with no consequences? There are always consequences. You think you're the only one? What, into the wall? They're trained to hunt us. They'll kill anyone that gets in their way. Like your girlfriend. We have to get her out of there! I can hear you! This is where it ends. Right here, right now. Welcome to They Call This Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This Movie. We are part of the Main Damie Network. Let's find more from us. Check out the website, themaindamie.com, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TheMainDamie. We are also now a proud member of Geek Fives Nation. You can find them at GVNation.com. Welcome back to They Call This Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio. With me, as always, is Dan Aquino and returning, newly reinstated Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hello. Not the time Tips podcast, but uh, I got... I got the vaccine, and I'm so glad we're on Microsoft Skype. (laughs) (laughs) Mark has been unfired after last week, so he is back with us. And we have a guest, friend of the show and comic, who's worked with, she told told me to mention this, she's worked with Andrew Dice Clay, among others, Jess Sager. Hi, Jess. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I do have a question for you, because I checked out your Twitter profile, and I have a question. Who is your main on Street Fighter? Ooh. (laughs) Like, here's the thing. So, it's the most predictable answer, but I live for Chun-Li. Not just because she can, like, bounce off walls, but also because, like, she made it okay 
to be a woman with thick legs. Ooh. So like from a very young age, I was like, okay, I can I can rock with this. I like playing with almost anybody. I like E Honda a lot. I was him for Halloween once. <laughs> I like I was it, like I wore like a fat suit and after that I just wanted to wear it all the time because it was just so cozy. It was really cozy. Question for you. I'm listening. Do you think Chun Li is the most popular female video game character? Ooh, you know. It's gotta possibly. be Lara Croft. She, yeah, I think I think she should be. I don't know if I would say that she is. I do think Lara Croft is up there. Even like Princess Peach in like Mario Kart and stuff. I feel like would be up there. That's what I said. Princess yeah. Peach. Yeah. I also really like Melina from Mortal Kombat. My dream Halloween costume. Because, like, the girls in Mortal Kombat, they wear too little clothing for Halloween in the Northeast. Like, it's too cold to be that hoochie. But, like, I would want to be Melina after she ate Goro. That way I could wear the fat suit and be really cozy again. <laughs> That's, like, my dream. I, I have a friend who's, like, a professional cosplayer and, like... I'm going to, I think this year, if like everything is back to normal by then, I'm going to put her to work making this happen for me. <laughs> I, I <laughs> love... It's been a dream for like a decade of mine, but I haven't gotten to do it yet because I'm not good with, I'm not crafty. I don't know how I would put it together. I, I love how creative you are with incorporating fat suits. That's very <laughs> impressive. Uh, uh, you, you, you go for it. Yeah, I think, was it, I think it was, was it the last Halloween it might have been 2018, I think, but I was I was Frank Reynolds in the Little Beauties pageant from It's Always Sunny. But, <laughs> That's awesome. But the problem is because of the way like my face just is, people were like, "Oh, are you the penguin?" And I was like, "No, this is just <laughs> oh, this is just my face." I was like, <laughs> I was like, I get why they I get why they assumed it wasn't bad because they were almost the same but one big difference and i was like no this is just my face but it was yeah that was a that was a that was a fun time <laughs> i got to wear my fat suit it's like a big pillow that's like a tank top it's great so good nice so what we usually start off with was we usually talk about what we've been watching during we started this during pandemic thinking ah, oh, what is this gonna be three four weeks and <laughs> right <laughs> so have you been watching anything have you been Doing anything to keep you occupied during this unprecedented or now precedented at this point times? Yeah. I've been watching a lot of true crime documentaries. Did you guys watch, it's on Netflix, the one about the Cecil Hotel? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I actually interviewed for um, for a freelance gig that I was doing, a um, one, the executive producer. And I also talked to the guy in the band, that, that Morbid, that dude. Oh, he's like, wow. Yeah. And he's like, he, dude is super nice. Cause like, I didn't even plan on interviewing him, but I just like reached out to him on social media. I was like, it's really fucked up what happened to you. I am so sorry. And then he was just like telling me stuff. And I was like, can I use this? And he was like, yeah, go ahead, whatever. I just, I just felt bad for him. I wanted to give him a hug or something, send him a basket of muffins. Dude went through <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. It, it was really crazy how they, because people automatically thought, oh, he's definitely the killer. Right. Yeah. Like, look at his videos. And, you know, like, there were, like, those Norwegian, like, new metal bands. But, yeah. yeah. Some of them were killers, for sure. But <laughs> this guy, he was, like, clearly he was just, he loved the music. He yeah. created a persona. And it was, I think people just really wanted to figure out that killing. And, like, yeah. oh, this is the easiest way. 
Yeah, it's like everyone just wanted to be the hero of that mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. You know, the reasons they had for him supposedly doing it kind of ridiculous. Like he had a song about like, I don't know, throwing someone into the ocean. And it's like, you know how many times I've threatened to do that and not done it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this, this is ridiculous. Let the man do his art. Mind your business. Yeah, it's that's a fa- that's a fascinating story of basically Occam's razor. Just like, yeah, you know, the obvious answer is probably the right one. <laughs> it's just, yeah, she exactly. Had a, she had a manic episode, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and because uh, like the psychologist uh, that they interviewed, Judy Ho, she's actually I I learned this recently. She used to be a professional Street Fighter player. She's <laughs> awesome. She's so cool, but. She actually said she was like, she was like, yeah, like this sounds like someone who went off their meds and just had a psychotic episode. She's like, it's sad, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah. So I've been watching a lot of really uplifting stuff like that. (laughs) What about you, Dan? What have you been watching this week? Uh, So I watched, I only watched one movie. I watched Shutter Island. Okay. Uh, Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. It's, it's a very good movie, very well made, but I figured it out pretty quickly. Oh, wait, this is the first time you've seen it. Yes. Okay. I figured it out fairly quickly. And again, if if I'm able to figure out a movie, I feel like that's a bad thing because I'm I'm just not very bright when don't, it comes to picking things so up. Short. You're very smart. <laughs> oh, thank you. But yeah, I, I, I still loved it. I mean, you, DiCaprio is great, obviously. Even, like Mark Ruffalo. I, I'm ashamed to say I never saw Mark Ruffalo in anything other than The Avengers. That was like the first time I ever saw him in anything. Or just remembered seeing him in anything. But he's a very good actor. He's a solid actor. Mm-hmm. Other than that, really just, again, watching Old School Wrestling Reveal. <laughs> Give them a shout out. What about you, Mark? I haven't watched much. I did start a second Diane Lane movie, but I will not um, discuss <laughs> it, it on this Tus- podcast here. Is it Under the Tuscan Sun? No, no. I just, I just want <laughs> to discuss it on this unfaithful? podcast. Is it Unfaithful? Is it Unfaithful? She's not the star in it. She's barely in it. Oh. Is it the uh, is it the Snyder Cut? The Outsiders? I'm not going to talk about it on this podcast, Dan. Oh, so it is the Snyder <laughs> it's Cut. It's the Snyder Cut. <laughs> oh, Mark, you... I'm taking the bullet, guys. I'm not going to talk. Oh, uh, his next pick is going to be the Snyder Cut. <laughs> it's that's the sound of betrayal, guys. <laughs> Jess had mentioned it to me. I, like I trust Jess. Every time yeah. she mentions a movie. I believe her because anytime I've watched it, I, we're usually on the same page, right, yeah. Jess? I lobbied so hard for him to watch Shazam. I was like, this is, it's going to make you feel great. It's going to make you love your life. <laughs> and I did. I I don't know if I love my life, but <laughs> at the you time. You can't put I that watched, on Shazam, though. <laughs> no. At, at the time, I was living with my in-laws. So that that's, yeah, no, nobody <laughs> could really save me there. Yeah, I I did enjoy Shazam. I thought that was a very good movie. And we both uh, and hated Birds of Prey. We did, yes. So yeah. again, just simpatico right there. Yeah. And and Jess, you had a pretty good review of the Snyder Cut. So yeah, it it was funny. I'm friends with my husband's boss, and he actually texted me, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, Mike didn't like the Snyder Cut as much as you did, but he's afraid to tell you because he thinks you'll divorce him. And I was like. <laughs> I was like, well, he better he better enjoy his mom's house. I hope he still has his bed there. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't that serious. Like I liked it obviously a lot better than the original Justice League. It the story was much more cohesive. Everything made a lot more sense and the stakes felt a lot higher. 
And it also just showed like a lot of the changes that were made. You were just like, because even my husband, who didn't love the Snyder Cut, but he hated the original, like every 20 minutes or so, he would pause it and be like, what the fuck, Joss Whedon? What, what the fuck? Why did you do this? It's, yeah. it's very different, I think. Like yeah. the story is essentially the same, but there's more background. It's more coherent. It's just better. It's, it's long. It took us like... I think a total of like six hours to get through it. Cause I kept stopping to pee and then I would like clean my kitchen. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, like I made a roast and then I came back. I was like, what is, I think it's very much what I was saying to Dan when I saw him last week was that it definitely feels like a movie that makes it go from like a six to a seven. Out of yeah, 10, I you think know? it went like... from like a four to a seven. Cause I, I didn't okay. like, I really wanted to love the original. Like I went in like hoping that I would like it. And at the end of it, I was like, I don't remember anything I just watched. And I'm not even out of my seat yet. Like, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. But that, I just got to say. It's, it feels like it, it, it's basically the same so far. I'm, I'm only up to about halfway through, I think. And it doesn't feel as much of a drag to watch as when we watched Justice League for the podcast, Dan. Oh, you know? yeah. It, the, it's only time. Like, the, the movie itself isn't a drag. It's just you look down and the bar is not even a quarter full and yeah it took over an hour <laughs> you know so yeah. it's like that's when that sinks in but you know i agree 100 percent with jess it just makes it so far they filled in little tiny things and you you guys know from on this podcast sometimes just a line just a little piece of thing makes a difference mm-hmm. and there's so much they drop in just a single line that i'm like oh okay okay that that's fine doesn't make it great but it, this is a lot <laughs> I, I, yeah. I understand it now. I yeah. told Jess prior to the podcast, Mark likes to make things 15 minutes longer. <laughs> that That's his go-to. So yeah, that's that's very on brand for Mark. I don't know if it needs to be four hours. I'll probably know that by the end. Well, anything doesn't need to be four hours. But yeah. <laughs> the things that they did fill in and, and the way I think they, I don't remember, just like Jess, I don't really remember how the first movie was really put together. So I don't know if they recut it to sort of change scenes around timeline wise, but it feels like it flows better through mm-hmm. it, you know, and it doesn't feel as disjointed. So, yeah. but does that make it better? I'm not sure yet. Okay. Well, it sounds like, it sounds like it's going to, we're going to wind up covering it sometime this, <laughs> on this podcast. Seems inevitable, but maybe we'll break it up into two episodes. Maybe we'll do a part one and part two. Not this week, uh, but for me, the only movie I watched was first time watch was the trial of the Chicago seven, which was the Aaron Sorkin movie about the Chicago seven, about the uh, guys that put on trial after 1968 democratic national convention riots. It was good. It's very Sorkin-y Hollywood. So Mm. everyone says the smartest thing they could think of at at the right time. There are moments which are excellent. There's moments where it's very kinetic and they have like this one framing device of where, Sasha Baron Cohen as Abby Hoffman is is like doing a stand up, but he's like recounting everything and they go to it like two or three times. And it it feels like that should have been like the full framing device for the whole movie. It should have been like framed in that way throughout. But they only go to it like two or three times. But those are great because it's cutting to him. It's cutting to the trial. It's cutting to the actual things that happened, cutting to sometimes it's footage of, of the actual events. And that was Really well edited and everything. Mark Rylance, who plays the lawyer for all of them, was 
the best part of it. He probably should have been nominated and not Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen's got the the he has the nicety of being Abby Hoffman, so that's the kind of the headline grabbing uh, performance. He's okay. He's kind of like you know he thinks it's it's all just kind of silly and over the top and you know, but it's really well really well done. I probably would have preferred to just watch a documentary on it if there was like if I knew of like an excellent documentary on the whole situation because it's a fascinating story of that time period. But yeah, I liked it. And then the only other movie I watched, I rewatched for the first time in a long time, Disney's Robin Hood, the cartoon. Ooh, oh, that's making a comeback. A, always a favorite of mine when I was growing up. Yeah, we watched that last night. What it's brought good. that on? It was like, I don't even remember what we were watching before that, but then we were just like, I'm going to put this on because it's on Disney Plus and I haven't seen it in forever. And yeah, great music in that one. I forgot how good the music is. It's so non-Disney. Yeah, that's the definitive Robin Hood for me, I think. It's a toss-up between that and Men in Tights. Men in Tights, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good point. I've been thinking of going back and watching some of the more recent Disney stuff because I've been listening to uh, Blank Check is going through the uh, Musker and Clements from the late 80s through the mid-2000s okay. Disney movies and just listening to them talk about it, going back to seeing some that I haven't seen in a while or didn't see at all, like Hercules mm-hmm. and Prisons of the Frog and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's funny that you bring up... <laughs> seeing robin hood on disney plus that's kind of where my head's at just because of that podcast there's like 15 years of disney movies that i didn't see between uh, i think the first one being pocahontas to whatever the first the one before princess of the frog that era is completely foreign to me i've never seen a single one in between there and i've only seen princess of the frog recently Maybe one day. Disney Plus is right there. Instead, I just watch nothing. <laughs> I I actually, I rewatched the entire X-Men animated series. Oh, that was Disney awesome. Watch. Yeah, that you, was. You know what always bothered me about that, Jess? And I'm sure it bothered you. Wolverine never uses his claws on like anything other than a robot. He wasn't allowed yeah. to. Right. right. It's, I, but I, as a kid, I always thought like, oh, you know, he, he looks so awesome. And then I, when I grew up, I realized he, he's like kind of useless in this, in this show. He's just, <laughs> all he does is bitch and moan at, uh, at Cyclops. <laughs> one of, one of the things that drove me crazy, was I think it was like a Christmas special, but like what's it, Gambit was cooking and Jean Grey comes into the kitchen and yells at him and throws him out of the kitchen. I was like, you have the one, you have the Cajun guy and you're throwing him out of the kitchen and putting a white <laughs> woman in charge. Like, are you out of your mind? Right. I was uh. so angry. I was like, I was like, him and Storm are the only people in that house who can season food and you're throwing him out of the kitchen. This is ridiculous. I was yeah, so even mad. for someone who could read mine, she probably couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> She read his mind and she was like, not enough raisin. I'm going in. <laughs> Ooh, this is going to be too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what I watched. We're going to take a minute. We're going <laughs> to step back, listen to some ads because we got to pay some bills. Yeah. And we'll be right back. And welcome back. And now it's time to talk about this week's movie. This week was Dan's pick. So, Dan, why don't you explain to everybody what you did to us? Yeah, I'm just going to start by saying I'm really sorry, guys. I thought this was a good one. And I I realize I spent a lot of this podcast apologizing. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, this week I decided to go with another Hayden Christensen movie, because that's always a good start. Uh, And I chose the 2008 film Jumper. Not proud of it. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's okay. Is this the first time you're seeing Jumper? Second time, actually. Oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you've seen... So it wasn't like, man, I really didn't know. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Didn't know what it was about. Didn't know wow. it, was, it was chopped up really poorly. You've seen this. Well, to be fair, how much time had passed since you first saw it? Right. The first time I had seen it was in 2008. Okay, oh, so... You know, you may have ago. remembered it differently. It's a different yeah. time, yeah. 2008. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go with that. That's, <laughs> that's true, Dan. You 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 don't remember things that happened in D and D six weeks in between sessions. So <laughs> there's a lot of things. Thirteen years don't is going to be a lot. <laughs> Look, it it was it was the last year of the the Bush administration, man. It was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. It might not yeah, seem yeah, it, like but there was it's a lot a of shit that ago. went down in between. It's not, yeah. Don't don't beat yourself up over this. We ex- we accepted a lot as a nation then, and just this was one of them. You know, we 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 thought this was okay. Dating Christensen, leading man, we, right. we accepted that. Well, the the people spoke. Apparently, this made bank. So yeah. just not in America. Well, it didn't do terrible in America. It didn't do bad. It did its budget relatively. But let's go to Jess. Jess, where are you coming from with Jumper? I I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was like it was fine. Like it's the kind of thing where like. I could see it coming on like TNT or something and I would watch it like if it was on, you know, I really liked the one character Griffin because he has that really like chaotic energy. Mm-hmm. I like Jamie him. Bell. Yes, Jamie Bell. I thought he was good. There was a lot of stuff about the story that I just thought was like weird, though. Like, gotcha. And I didn't think the that Millie and David had any chemistry together, which is weird because like they actually went on to date in real life and like have a kid together. And shit. Yeah. They were they together were engaged, for like a engaged, right? They were engaged yeah. at some What about you, Mark? Where are you coming from? Have you ever seen this before? And who is in this movie? Oh, it's Rachel Bilson. So you saw this three I times. I have seen theaters. this movie. No, not in theaters. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, you have it on Blu ray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one of the rare things that I am not embarrassed to say is in my DVD collection. It is not in there. I oh. do have Triple X by Vin Diesel in there, though. But. <laughs> <laughs> The thing I remembered most was this was the phase in like near the end of college that I don't really do anymore was if there was an actress that I thought was pretty or attractive or whatever, I would watch the movie just because they were in it. So I've watched a lot of really terrible movies and things Dan will probably pick as we do more 2000s comedies. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was the reason I saw this movie. And what I remembered the, the before going into it, I realized I didn't remember any of it outside of the the really dumb way they sort of try and, and put a story in there, but they don't really go to full like explanation of it. So I don't remember what's actually going on. And that was, that came back to me instantly, but all the locations and things didn't ring a bell until I went, until I went through it again. But I 100% agree with Jess. I have no idea what they saw in the screen test between Hayden Christensen and Rachel Bilson, but this was, there was nothing there. Glad to see it again, just so I can make sure it's not one of those movies that I go, ah, wonder how Jumper is. I haven't seen that in a while. So now, thanks, Dan. I got that out of my system. (laughs) Any time. One thing, like, in the, with Millie and David, that bugged me. She kept being like, you can't be a banker. You failed algebra. You flunked algebra. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, listen, like, I also flunked algebra, like, more than once. Like, you can still be fine. It's okay. (laughs) Like, why? Like, it's so weird that she's harping on this. Like, I don't remember anyone else's grades and anything from when I was in high school. Right. 
it, it just like, reminds me of a joke that someone wrote and thought it was funny and just kept pushing it to be in the movie. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Just sort of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this yeah. is funny. Look, get it. See algebra, math. He wouldn't be good at banking. Ha 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 ha. I know plenty of people who were like, you know, not the brightest tools in the shed, but they've gone on to succeed in yeah. things that they might not have been good at at first. Right. A lot of people in high school, you know, uh, newsflash, didn't care about high school. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's like. It's like, oh, you flunked algebra. The, okay, you're a bartender. Like, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with being a bartender, but, like, stay in your lane in this particular space. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah. don't, like, who are you? It was this I movie's agree. way of telling us that our hero, our uh, love interest, thinks is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, like, as someone who is in remedial math for, like, my entire existence, I, I think I just took it very personally. I was like, listen. You don't need to be good at math to be a banker. You just need to like stealing money. And he's really good at doing that. I wish that Sorry, was I'm a socialist. The, I, I wish that was like like a little PSA at the end. Like just just so you know, kids, it's okay to not be good at math. You can still succeed. <laughs> yeah. Like just just get like a TI eighty six or whatever it is and just let that do it for you. You don't you don't need this stuff in real life. It's fine. We've had a lot of fun here, kids, today. <laughs> no, it's not fun. <laughs> Algebra. It's okay to be suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> so for me this is the first time i've ever seen it and i'm pretty sure i could be making this up in my head i'm pretty sure this pl- had like a lower third graphic that played during sports on fox like incessantly and it was just hayden christensen jumping into the screen and then jumping out of it and i remember it would like play constantly i could be That's making so this funny. all up as far as i remember yeah i can definitely see the marketing team being like oh this will get them yeah back when like fox would just go nuts with their on-screen graphics after commercial break probably played on like the nfc championship game or something like that i didn't hate this movie as much as i thought i was i liked about 60 percent, but as soon as jamie bell showed up and conversely i started to dislike this movie quite a bit not necessarily because of him because it kind of just fell into generic sci-fi action movie sort of thing mm-hmm. just like we're gonna jump here and then we're gonna have an action scene here and then jump here and we're gonna have an action scene here hayden christensen is really handsome and it's a shame he's not very charismatic That's <laughs> one of yeah he they have no chemistry but yeah they were rough I also kind of like the fact that he wasn't he wasn't really a hero. Like he was kind of an asshole. Mhm. Like there's that one scene when you first see him when he's grown and an adult. He's like flicking through the channels and there's like this mudslide somewhere and so and it's basically the the newscast is like, "Oh, if only someone could get to those people." <laughs> right. He's like, well, "That's not me." Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't and even that, consider going. Yeah. Yeah. And then also another asshole thing he did was, like, in the beginning, like, he has that blonde chick, like, still asleep at his apartment, and he jumps and goes surfing. I was like, you are so disrespectful. That's rude. So rude. I hope she steals all your shit. (laughs) You know what I didn't understand? He he runs away at at a pretty young age, right? He's in high school. Mm Yeah, he's and, 15, I believe. Right. He comes back. He he comes back, what, in his 20s? Mm-hmm. So, And he's grown quite a bit. Everybody recognizes him somehow. Yes! He's baseball, man. Everybody like, recognizes him, <laughs> and their first question isn't like, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> the cops like, searched oh, that survived? river for, for two weeks. Yeah. 
<laughs> we saw you go in the water. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Everyone is just like, oh, hey, like, like they haven't seen him in a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone knows who he is. No mm-hmm. one asks like, oh, do you have like permanent brain damage from <laughs> the oxygen that did not go to your where it was supposed to go while right. you were underwater for God knows how long. Like, it was just weird. I, I, like, I just want to make sure I wasn't missing anything, right? I didn't miss anything. No. No, no. They were like, uh, and it's weird because it was like, it. so it was in Ann Arbor, but they treated it like a small town. But Ann Arbor isn't like a small town town I, I guess to most people that's what they think it is right and yeah, Arbor's just like, like a little cozy neighborhood yeah like because i know the books took place in like so like it wasn't like his high school sweetheart it was like some girl he met at a play in new york but she was from oklahoma mm-hmm. and i was like i guess in that context it would make sense like if they saw him around or something it was weird i don't know but it was like i remember we i was in like my sophomore year of college i think and we're ours because Dan and I are the same age. We went to school together. And I don't want to say the name because I don't want to embarrass this person. But I went to a bar with, uh, you know, Corey Perez and Brian Glenn. Yes. Remember yes. them? So, uh, the, the, these are just friends that we graduated with and grew up with. So I went to a bar Inside with them. Inside joke, guys. Too yeah. Bad. And then some other guy that we also went to high school with was there, but I didn't recognize him. So I introduced myself to him <laughs> to be polite. <laughs> And he was like, I'm X, Y, Z. I can't believe you don't know who I am. But it, it was because he lost like 70 pounds. I did not recognize him at all. And I felt like a complete asshole. Oh, like, I, I've done that. I did that at a movie theater. I And I, I remembered him and I couldn't. I just like, hey, I don't remember your name. I am so buddy. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, oh, that's OK. And like you could just see the look of wow. Oh, yeah, I, oh. I, I, I knew and I knew everyone else around him. People we went yeah. to high school with again. I knew everyone else around him. But him, I just, you just I, place it. I'm sorry, man. I don't remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And oh, it, that geez. was quite embarrassing. That happens with stand up, too. Like there are some people I think I'm just more memorable because there's usually fewer women on any given show sure. than men. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people remember me, but I can't differentiate them. And then I feel really shitty about it. Like, I've introduced myself to people that I've met, like, 20 times. Fuck. They get so <laughs> mad at me. But I'm like, there were, like, 20 white guys in the same outfit on the same show. Like, I, right. I'm – and, I and like, I'm usually drinking. I'm sorry. Like Sure. It's it's on them to not stand out. Stand out a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I was like, I was like, maybe if you had better material, I would remember who you are. <laughs> maybe that's Damn. And these are all people that you didn't think died eight years prior yeah, th- yeah. <laughs> yeah like you didn't see them go into the hudson <laughs> like that that would have cleared up a lot of things if that bully mark guy was like hey man it's you rice bowl i thought you died yeah <laughs> also like i did think like the rice nicknames were a little weird like oh, terrible. yeah I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that's a way to insult somebody. Call them something delicious. Like, <laughs> and, and I, I think the only one that mentions he might be dead is the mother, Millie's mother. Yeah. It says something mm-hmm. to the effect of, uh, "I, I didn't believe her when she said you weren't dead" or something like that. Yeah, something you like know? that. She always yeah. says, said that you were still alive or something like that. You know? Yeah. Apparently, Eminem turned down the the lead role in this movie. Can you get out of that? here? Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He was offered the role. I mean, pretty smart. Movie. It would have been better <laughs> yeah. without him, with Eminem. 
be honest. It would have been weird. <laughs> I wonder if that's why they wrote it to take place in Michigan, because he's from Detroit. Right. Maybe they wrote writers. it for him, and then he was like, yeah, no, eight miles enough for me, thanks. <laughs> the screenwriter is from Ann Arbor, Arbor Michigan, yeah. so he actually said it to take place in his own high school, which is weird. Oh. He must have been popular. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a weird flex. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to set this in my high school, because that's where my, my picture still hangs in the rafters or something like that. I'm surprised they didn't show that or, like, like a quick <laughs> shot of it. Yeah, right? And just pan across. Him, like, nailing a three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing that kind of bothered me about this movie, and it, it it they explain it towards the end where Hayden Christensen's character, David, says to Samuel L. Jackson's character, Roland, that he's special. But nothing throughout the movie really differentiates him from, like, Jamie Bell's character, mm. Griffin. Because if anything, Griffin is by far the better jumper out of the two. Yeah. Until I, the I, end. But, yeah. And then all of a sudden he becomes like an Omega-level mutant. And he can <laughs> teleport entire structures? Yeah. Wait, why uh, wasn't that fully explained? Like, you could kind of see him building that power, you know? It's just another Mary Sue, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I guess. Yeah, I just thought that the whole special thing, I read it as him saying that he doesn't turn evil like the rest of them do. Right. You know. Okay. Which is possible. Oh, because he said he could have dropped him off with the sharks. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he still essentially yeah. kills him because he leaves him in, like, the Grand Canyon. Horseshoe yeah. bend, but yes. Okay. Sorry, Ant. <laughs> some of us have been to both. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not as well-traveled as as some of us on this podcast. Some of us knocked those two in the in a span of a week. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's pretty impressive that you could figure that out just from, a, like, a couple seconds. Is it really that popular? Is it, like, that well-known? It's pretty distinctive, okay. yeah. Well, fuck that's me. For another, that's for our travel podcast yeah. on well, Patreon. Speaking of traveling in this movie, this is so minor, and I don't even know if anyone else noticed it, but it bothered me in the beginning when they're kids and they're like at the girl's locker and she has like the list of the places she wants to go she spelled prog wrong and i caught it <laughs> and i was mad about it what annoyed me is the snow globe was of the eiffel tower and then they make a point where he said when they finally meet up again that they say that oh maybe he'll, i'll go to rome and then she was like, oh, you know, it was the one place I really wanted to go was Rome. I was like, why wasn't the snow globe just the Colosseum? Just to tie it all back together. Oh, that would have other. been really clever. Yeah. Like, they, we never even go to Paris, ever. They couldn't find a snow globe with the Colosseum in it. <laughs> yeah. They, they couldn't afford to shoot in Paris. That's why. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Shot in 14 other cities, though. I, I hated the editing in this movie. The, the Like, the way they edit the jumps... Mm-hmm. was just so it, it like gave me a headache yeah because it it kind of went from they would show the jump to just pretty much signifying that he jumped with a quick jump cut yeah mm-hmm. like oh man this is like this is so lazy at times it definitely felt like it was a movie that was probably a little bit longer to be honest with you because this is is it 90 minutes i think it might it's be a little 89, bit nine including yeah. credits because i i always yeah. check because i pee more than a pregnant woman so i like to <laughs> Like, like to space you gotta out. You got to time it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like to be prepared for what I'm going into. And I was like, oh, I can definitely do this. This is but a yeah. 1P movie. Yeah, exactly. So Jumper from 2008 is directed by Doug Lyman, who directed Swingers, Go, The Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Edge of Tomorrow, and The Wall, among other. He's done a lot of TV as well. Written by David S. Goyer from the 2013 novel, the same name written by Stephen Gould. He's also written, get ready for it, 
Dark City, Crow, City of Angels, all three Blade movies, all three Christopher Nolan Batman films, Man of Steel, and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. He's got quite an impressive list of movies. Oh, uh, wow, yeah. Both of these stuff. guys have impressive lists. Yeah, these are heavy hitters. Starring Hayden Christensen, Samuel L. Jackson, Rachel Bilson, Jamie Bell, Diane Lane, Michael Rooker, Anna Sophia Robb, Max Stereo, and Kristen Stewart. IMDb score of 6.1. <laughs> Rotten Tomato score of 15%. Wow, that was rough. That's What's the better. audience score? I'm curious. It was not great either. You would think that there would be a kind of a disparity, Jess? There, I feel like there usually is. But it might okay. just be because I like trash. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've come to the right place. <laughs> 44. So there's still That's disparity. three times as good. Yeah. I think I think they lost a lot of points for Samuel L. Jackson's hairstyle. Oh That's, my God, yes, that bothered me so much. He popped up. You thought he was Cisco for a second. <laughs> so he just kept the bald. Yeah, this this whole movie is supposed to be Cisco and Eminem. Yeah. Oh, that would have been oh great. Oh my God, that would have been great. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> Budget was $85 million. Box office made $80 million in the U.S. and $225 international or globally. So that's pretty good, pretty good chunk of change. It made some good, good scratch. You guys want to get into the plot? He can do that. Yeah, yeah. Dan, what do you got for us this week? Just gonna give a quick shout out to our friend Tia and her podcast Top Ten with Tia. Tia and her uh, her co-host Brittany. Discuss top 10 lists. You could find her at TC underscore Stark on Twitter. And she is also on Geek Vibes Nation. She also writes for them. So please go check out her articles, even the Zack Snyder ones. Go check them out. Uh, but yeah, she's a good friend of the podcast. And we uh, just want to give her a shout out. Great. And we are going to take a quick break while you listen to some messages from friends of the podcast. And we will be right back. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of... Hey, uh, Earl, why don't you tell him about that time I stole that big-ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more. Or you could tell him about the time I kicked your ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him. Do I need to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey, everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A from Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. And welcome back. And now it's time to get into the plot for Jumper. We open on a VO from Hayden Christensen bragging about all the places he's been that day. Right off the bat, what kind of accent does he have? Trying to do Midwest? I don't sure. know. He's from he's van, from Vancouver, and I feel like I feel like he's trying to do some sort of northeastern accent, but I don't know. Which is so weird because he's in Michigan. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. 
I couldn't place it. I wasn't sure if this is just how Hayden Christensen talks, and it's like his favorite TV star is Vinny Chase. I don't know. <laughs> He's like trying to do a Queens thing. Yeah, he, but... he, he would have been better off doing a transatlantic accent from like the 50s movies, and it would have <laughs> it would have made more sense. I wish he would have went for like the full, you know, like Wisconsin and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah, I'm a jumper. Yeah. Like, I'm a jumper from the Uper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to go to the Packers game, eh? Uh, that would have been yeah. so good. I okay. mentioned this before we started recording, but something that really pissed me off about his early voiceover, he was like, Yeah, I got digits from a Polish girl in Rio. And I was like, that is a waste of a trip to Brazil. You're an <laughs> yeah. idiot. Right. Yeah. Skipped out on like the Brazilian women for the girl you could have went to Poland and met. <laughs> they're, they're too right? again. They're they're too spicy for him. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I I used to work with a band and I toured with them a bit and I wouldn't go to Brazil with them because I was like I'm going to hate myself the entire time that I'm there. <laughs> I was like I don't want to be around it. Like let's go enjoy yourselves. Tell me about it when you get home and get Take- like get tested and then tell me everything that happened. <laughs> Take plenty of pictures. Yeah. Uh, so he mentions he's been to Paris for the coffee, Maldives for the surfing, Count Milanjaro, as well as Brazil. And he's standing on top of the Sphinx as we hear all this. Cause I think all that before lunch. All that before lunch. And I think <laughs> they might have just gotten a couple. They were allowed to shoot at the Sphinx for an extended period of time because we go there a lot. And we flash back to when he was a kid. His name is David, and he's your regular awkward teen, and he has a crush on Millie, played by Anna Sophia Robb. He gives her a snow globe of Paris because she wants to travel. Then her bully of a boyfriend, Mark, takes the snow globe and throws it on a frozen lake, so David has to go retrieve it on the ice and falls through. He panics under the water, struggling to find his way out, while Millie tries to get help. Eventually, he accidentally discovers the power for the first time and winds up in the Ann Arbor Public Library. This is one of the first, as much as this movie has plot holes, is that, do we establish that he goes to the Ann Arbor Library a lot? Like, is that, like, why? Yeah. Is, yeah. He, he imagine, jumps places he, he's been. Yeah, imagine you're about to die and the last thing on your mind is the Ann Arbor Library. <laughs> Man, I'm really going to miss the library. Well, that actually... So, thanks to the opioid epidemic, I never knew this until I, like, read an article about it. But apparently, like, libraries have just, like... All librarians have to, like, carry Narcan on them now because people keep overdosing in front of the library in a lot of places. Wow. It is nuts. Sorry, that got real dark. Well, I was That went through my mind when I was watching this. I, I guess like like so like in front of or in the library because in the library it's very secluded I'd imagine right it's quiet yeah so apparently what happens is like a, like homeless people will hang out there and junkies I I don't like calling them that like they're they're people with a disease sure. um, but that's how they were referred to in this particular piece and it's like the opioid crisis is so bad that these people don't know where else to go for help because a lot of them can't afford rehab and their insurance won't pay for it. So they're like, where can I go where I won't get arrested, but someone may help. And like, they just end up at the library. Maybe they think like Hmm. someone will take a book out and be like, Oh, I know exactly what to do. It's right here. (laughs) 
so he goes there and then he walks home to your go-to actor for a drunk abusive dad michael rooker his mom left when he was five his dad starts questioning what happened to him because he's soaking wet still after that long walk i assume he's just sopping wet david locks himself in his room and then he jumps when his dad knocks down his door winding up back at the library which is closed for the night he just loves books i think that's the the one thread that was cut out of this movie just how much he loves to read but he can't do math I was going to say, he should have checked out an algebra book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's where he met his, tu- met his tutor every Wednesday at the library. <laughs> Hopefully he's getting his money back because that's a bad tutor. <laughs> According to everybody else, or, or Millie at least. Yeah. I yeah. wish it, that would have been a, a better running joke where everybody knows he's terrible at algebra. Right? Yeah. Like even Roland, Samuel L. Jackson, just like... Like, the way that you jump, like, you must have been terrible at algebra. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. His, his apartment where he's got all the money also just has stacks of algebra books he's stolen over the years. <laughs> so one day I'm going to crack it. And then, like, there's a post-credit scene where he passes his GED. Because, you know, he does, he never graduates, right? Because no, he was 15 when not. he runs away from home. Yeah, like, does, how like... could he not have flunked algebra if he was never in school? Right. That's <laughs> right. a good point. Like... Like, yeah, he probably flunked English and bio, too, because he wasn't there. He flunked everything. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> right. He never completes high school. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I would love to see him just, like, leaving the test center at the end, and they freeze frame on him just doing the fist <laughs> pump in the air. With his ripping off breakfast clothes. <laughs> yeah. So good. And then he jumps. Yeah, yeah. Then he yeah. yeah he jumps into the screen, and then I guess everyone goes whoa, and and end of the movie. Watch that. I watch that. So he jumps back to his room and realizes he can more or less do this at will. His dad, meanwhile, has called the cops regarding his missing son, which was super quick. And then David decides that he's going to run away, just like his mom. So before he leaves, he pays Millie a visit and leaves her the snow globe, but disappears before she can see him. And he's off to New York City and checks into a flophouse motel room. Starts testing out his jumping ability in Central Park and accidentally jumps to the Empire State Building when he thinks about the time his mom brought him there when he was a little kid. And he decides to rob a bank, which is a thing you do. In this scene, the bathroom is right next to the vault? Yes. Is he's that a walk thing? Past. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like... Usually not. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Come right this way past uh, the millions of dollars that we have. And that is clearly like open. Normal, that's not a normal setup for a bank. It can't be, right? No. Usually it's got to be in the lobby, no? Yeah. Well, because usually the vaults are like behind, you know, like the tellers. Like there's yeah. a room behind them. So like... Anyone who goes back there, like, they see you. Sure. You know, that's that was weird. That would have been great if they just lead him behind the tellers. Like, oh, yeah, just go behind the tellers. You're, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> or it was just like, oh, yeah, it's right there. Right at the right near the door, the front door. <laughs> his, whole, his whole plan revolves around the fact that this bank has a weird layout and that he's got to walk past the vault to go to the bathroom. That he had yeah. no idea. He just yeah. that's the first time he walked into the bank. Yep. So just happenstance that, oh, go, thank God. It's right by yeah. the movie. Fucking movie doesn't make any sense. 
Nope. <laughs> That's <laughs> the one part it. that makes no sense. <laughs> so he he decides to rob the bank and he jumps into the safe when it's closed, bringing several bags full of cash and valuables back to his motel room, showing no sign of subtlety or restraint. Couldn't just be like, I'm going to grab a couple hundred right now. No one's going to notice. And then Samuel L. Jackson shows up to the bank later, saying he's part of the NSA investigating the, the bank robbery. Samuel L. Jackson looked a lot like Cisco with his blonde hair. He's demanding <laughs> tapes of everything from the safe for the last month. And we flash forward to the present. And David is now just a straight-up criminal. And he's got a, an apartment just filled with stolen goods. And he could go anywhere, so he decides that he's going to go to a pub in London. Uh, but first, for some reason, he just decides he's going to go on top of the Big Ben just to show off for us, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to a pub and picks up a blonde woman. Meanwhile, he gets noticed jumping by Jamie Bell. And then after he takes the blonde back to her place and they have sex, he does that pensive look out the window thing and then leaves while she's asleep. And then go, go surfing. surfing. <laughs> to go surfing. Rude. But then the surf, the first surfing is shit. So then he goes to Fiji and surf, surfs there because they got 30 foot swells, bro. Got to, got to ride the waves. Yep. I don't know surfer talk. That was my, <laughs> that was my stab at surfer lingo. <laughs> it was really bad. It'll pass. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I think this is when I realized how careless he is with his jumping Yeah. because there's two other people surfing. I think they're going to realize that this third guy miraculously disappeared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you would think that you would want to be somewhat careful, right? When you're, you're displaying such powers. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I also get the idea that maybe he thinks he's the only one that can do it. So people aren't going to realize what happened. It's like, Oh, was that guy actually here? You know, yeah, that's true. Thing. Or is this just like yeah. a fever dream kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, he's also really tedious with it. Like it's like he'll just jump like two feet forward. Like man, just <laughs> yeah. fucking walk. Like we get it. <laughs> it's yeah, not like, that when cool. He, like when he's in his apartment and he, like he won't even go from his couch to the fridge. He won't go down <laughs> his stairs. And I'm like, your muscles are gonna atrophy. Yes. Like, that's like being on bed rest for. Yeah. You know, like, your shit turns to jello. You're not gonna be okay. Jen, it was weird. It bugged me. Like, Jen said the same thing. Like, he would be so fat. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there's unless, like, he... jumping, like, burns, like, 800 calories. I don't know. Right. right. He, like, he jumps from one side of the couch to the other side of the couch because the remote's there. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man. Jesus. I, I, I mean, I get what they're trying to do there is just show, like, how... He's perfected it at this point, and he just, yeah. I guess he just uses it. But real world implications would say, yeah, uh, you're got, I mean, you're not going to be in good shape. Yeah. And it just, it just makes him look like a dick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it was hard to root for him because I was like, I was like, no, like, I think you're sort of a prick. I don't, yeah. Like, it's very maybe, maybe, maybe they should catch you. Like, because you're, <laughs> you're not using your powers for good. So let, let me just ask real quick, and I'll start with you, Jess. What would you use that jumping power for? Ooh, I support him robbing the bank. I would do I would do some Robin Hood shit. I think. Ooh, where else would I go? 
I don't even know. I'm like a homebody. I would probably, I would just use it to skip traffic to places I would go normally, I think. Yeah, that's not or a Or like idea. if I introduced myself to somebody I already knew, I think I would jump out of that and just go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, look over there. Bamf. Yeah. Was it just I, here? Yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, who? What? No. I, I would do it to scare these guys. I would scare <laughs> Anthony and Mark. <laughs> I, yeah, I would just do it to like randomly pop up right behind Anthony's shoulder there. So you could just barely see me. It, it would serve no purpose other than just to scare them. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But it's like now that your job market is the entire world. It's like, oh, yeah. I want I, the commute is nothing. You know, I want to go, I want to work in Prague or I want to work in London. Yeah, Ooh, yeah sure. that's true. Yeah, and he only has the one apartment, right? Yep. That's terrible. He should have <laughs> apartments everywhere. He yeah. should. Yeah. Man. That he can just jump three feet forward every everything time he's doing something. Yeah. And just, just waste all those apartments. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That'd be that's hilarious. Mark, what what would you you would probably use it? I want to say something with like the mummers. Would no. you do something with the mummers? <laughs> no. Well, the obvious thing is to let's rob the rich and, and take the money out of the banks. Sure. Number Meet one, gritty. for sure. Meet yeah. gritty, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pop into gritty's house. No, essentially it'd be travel. I mean, that was one of the moments in this movie that made me chuckle was when they did the plane ride to Rome. I was like, how fidgety does he have to be on that plane that he's on there for 10 <laughs> hours? It's a good point. <laughs> and they bring up your point later when talking to Jamie Bell and he asks him, why are you walking? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, my thing would be like, you know, sitting around and going, oh, you know what? I feel like going to London today and just doing that. It would just be that. I'd be more closer to less of an asshole version of Hayden Christensen's character. I would be more secretive about it as well. Sure. I think that's got to be the number one key. Yeah. And what would you do? I'm I'm curious. I would I would look for jobs outside of my my job market. There we go. Why would you work? Well, I guess I could. <laughs> that's true. I mean, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. He's like, a slave to capitalism, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone else yeah. is like, I want to travel. I'm going to rob banks. Well, uh, you know what? I got to work. The travel That's thing the thing, is easy. I feel like I would work too because I would be, I, I would get bored. I need like the structure. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be a dick like this guy, you know, like. You just abuse but, the power. Yeah. I would find some way to rob banks and just use that. I think I would use it to pay off people's medical bills until Medicare for all passes. I think that's what I would do. And I would donate to progressive candidates. Wow. I'm spewing a lot of propaganda right now, but it's important. it's important. Oh, no, we fully endorse ACAB on this show. We've said yeah. it plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't shy away necessarily, so yeah. Yeah. feel free. This is an open platform. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you'd yes. be paying for a lot of people's medical bills for a long time, I think, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, I'd have to rob like 89 banks. <laughs> right, but you'd be, you'd be great at it. Everything you do is awesome. So I can't imagine you not being good at robbing You're banks. Robbing banks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I, I mean, take that as you you will. You know, if it's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. But I, I think you'd be a, a swell bank robber. <laughs> so then after surfing, David goes and has lunch on top of the Sphinx. 
But meanwhile, Samuel Jackson is in the jungle murdering another jumper. Because only God should have that sort of power, he says. Do you think Samuel Jackson could have delivered that line better? I th- I thought this movie did a pretty good job of making Samuel L. Jackson kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really hard to do. It's a bit of a throwaway line, yeah. He doesn't seem to really believe it. It, it seems to be his character's catch line, like uh, catchphrase. He says it um, twice, yeah. Yeah. And it seems to be when he's about to kill a jumper. Yeah. It's weird because they're known as paladins, right? Samuel yeah. L. Jackson's group are paladins. But we don't know in the movie, we don't know much about this organization. Yeah. So, it, like, I get. So, are they religious zealots? Is yeah, that that's what, what Jamie Bell. They, they, Jamie Bell has an exposition scene at the towards the end, maybe like with twenty minutes left, where he basically says that. So, like, the Inquisition and the you know, witch trials and everything is basically revolving around this war between the paladins and the jumpers. Yeah, I remember him saying that, and I remember him being like, okay, but the Inquisition, like, they killed a lot of Jews. Like, <laughs> like you can't you can't rewrite that. You know, the witch trials, what... whatever, you know, that's murky. But there, there's, like, documented... History of the World Part One has a song about this. You can't, <laughs> you can't rewrite that. So, is this where we find out Jewish people were chosen to be the jumpers? Is that what it was? <laughs> like you were the first jumpers, the Jewish people. Oh, that's a God. that's a hell of a gift. I, I gotta <laughs> ask my dad about that. He'll be like, "Then why are we so bad at sports? This doesn't make sense." <laughs> <laughs> We don't necessarily go through David's uh, backstory, backstory or religion so much in this. Maybe no. he was Jewish. Maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. That would have been great. Like at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, where you find out Peter is half uh, like celestial. Like, oh, David, you're half Jewish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why I have this power. <laughs> <laughs> Moses was able to do all this stuff and... <laughs> Yeah. Like, that'd be great. <laughs> and then Samuel Jackson has some sort of electrical lasso that keeps jumpers from jumping, and he gets a call saying that they've got a like leave. a space heater. Yeah, it's like a space heater slash magic lasso that has like cattle, you know, harness on it. It's weird looking. Yeah, it's not as badass as they thought it looked. I think it's not very cool because then he just has he winds up just stabbing the dude with like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, with a sacrificial blade, I guess? It just looks like a rusty knife. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets a call saying they've got a lead on the bank robbery that happened eight years ago, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> he knew exactly. He's been, he's been tra- trying to track him down for eight years. Talk about Finally. holding a grudge. Yeah. David makes it back to his apartment, and Samuel L. Jackson is there. He's been searching for him for eight years. His name is Roland. David tells him he'd like him to leave and then has trouble with the door, which I'm not sure if it was just supposed to be a joke or he literally forgot how to use a door. <laughs> like, yeah. like that actually happened, you mean? Yeah, like, or was it just locked? It's like, oh, I forgot it was locked. Or was it just like, literally, like, how do I work this thing? <laughs> Aiden Christensen forgot how to use doors. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that would have been. That was like 
there were other scenes in the movie where he knew how to use them. Like right. when he exited and entered the bar and whatever. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah. It's very, it's very uh, wishy-washy. So Roland tells him he knows who he is and shocks him with electric wands. They fight David trying to jump while Roland tries to tie him with the electrical lasso. Eventually, David manages to jump into his walk-in closet, cut the rope, grab a whole bunch of cash, and jump. And he jumps into his childhood bedroom, and his dad hears a noise coming from his bedroom, assumes it's him, but the door is locked so he can't see him. So right before he jumps out, David says, he's not crazy, it's him. And then he leaves. Back in Ann Arbor, David goes to Millie's parents' house and finds out that Millie is still in town, though she got her own place and she works at a local bar. So he goes to the bar and stares at her for a while before he goes to leave. Then Bully Mark. Yeah. She recognizes him immediately, right? Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. And again, I don't understand how that works. But then she calls him out for being a creeper in front of another creep. Yeah, there's like, like there's like meta creeping. Yeah, like it, like like why are you calling out this creep in front of this guy who's way creepier because he's drunk and like you know slapping your ass? I feel yeah. like you're like you're really asking for trouble here. It's yeah. Like, ugh, so yeah. annoying. Like, yeah. double the yeah. creep factor, not her, good. Her yeah. entire her whole entire connection to either guy in this story. Is like I don't know what it is. Like, or is yeah. she dating Mark? Do they have they dated? Like, w- w- you know, why does she not really freak out when he slaps her ass? And then he, she just fully accepts going to. Well, we're getting to that next. Going to Rome with David after seeing him for the first time after eight years, thinking he's dead. Going, yeah, sure. Yep. I go to yeah. listen. You get a free trip to Rome. True. Don't look the gift. Yeah. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> when in Rome, guys. I, I would, if Hayden Christensen walked through my door right now and asked me to go to Rome with him, I probably would. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would. Yeah. He's very handsome. Right. <laughs> I I don't know what he'd be doing here, but you know, listen. <laughs> Is he coming in with like a rushed kind of? It was, I can't explain. We gotta go to Rome. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, if it's like that, I'm definitely in. Yeah. Oh, if any, yeah, anyone comes into my house saying we gotta go, I'm I'm immediately going with them. No questions asked. Yeah. Like, why else would you be here if it, if shit really wasn't going down? Like, especially where I live. Like, you would drive through all this traffic. You would go through Staten Island to get here. Shit is serious. Right. Yeah. No time for questions. So he goes to leave, but then Bully Mark stops him, recognizing him, announcing to the bar that Rice Bowl is back, baby. No one ever questions how David managed to get out of the ice. I'm assuming the police, fire department, paramedics were called. I'm assuming the lake was dragged. There must have been some sort of open investigation, but no. <laughs> yeah, like... At a funeral. <laughs> yep. Empty casket funeral. Anyway, Millie pops up and says, David, weren't you going to say hi before you left? And then he stammers and Mark grabs her ass, so David punches him in the face, and then they have a fist fight. They exchange blows, it spills out to the alley, and David jumps himself and Mark into the bank vault, and then jumps himself out. <laughs> David's enormous dick. That's a <laughs> dick move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where, 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 where else should he have jumped him? I mean, I Probably don't know. not jumped him anywhere. <laughs> Probably not. Sure. Definitely not into a bank vault. Yeah. So he's yeah. like, 
You're going to prison for 20 years. <laughs> Good point. Well, yeah, I, I think what I took away from this is that, you know, A, David is not a hero. And B, he's very good at getting his ass kicked in this movie. He's he's yeah. not a fighter. Yeah. Well, that is what's interesting. It's like he has no other powers. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like 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 Jess, you're an X Man fan. Yeah. At least Nightcrawler, like he can teleport, but he could also like fight and yeah. use swords. So you know yeah, he got, makes like, himself other useful. Skills. This right. guy just. He's he's just a dick who can get out quick, you know, like. <laughs> right. Imagine if he was on the X Men. Like, yeah. all right, he teleports the team to you know wherever. Like, right, well, uh, see you later, and then just yeah. he's gone. <laughs> yeah, like they, like they're fighting like Juggernaut or something, and they're like, all right, Wolverine, we need your claws. We need Storm to get him with lightning. We need Rogue just to touch him, and uh, this guy can leave. <laughs> <laughs> right. like, if, you, if things get hairy, I can take you guys to Rome. Yeah. <laughs> Just letting He's you know like, that. Listen, I can't help here, but I can take us to the top of the Empire State Building and beat all the lines. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> He'd be very right. useful at Disney. Yeah. You don't need to get a reservation at Rayo's. I got you. We're going. We're going. It's fine. <laughs> I also just realized as we were talking about it that he actually jumped them into a bank vault in New York City. <laughs> Which makes yeah. it even more of a dick move. It's probably the same yeah. one, right? Yeah. 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 Just, you know, he takes this, jumps miles this guy away. from Ann Arbor, Michigan to a bank vault in New York City and then just leaves him there. Yeah. Like, also with that, like, when the cops were investigating it, don't you think they would have looked into, like, this guy's credit card records and been like, all right, so where did you fly in from? Mm-hmm. whatever and there's no trace of those men anywhere and this is like everyone else is being chased by the nsa this would never go down <laughs> right yeah there, there would be some record of him going from from michigan to new york someone yeah. would have seen it like, yeah i guess i guess roland would have been like a good <laughs> like witness for this guy I was like ah, oh, no he didn't do it but yeah, like it's just and at one like, point he you, does dude, say, i don't know you like, he wants, like, the... I don't know if it was, like, the cameras or something, but he wants, like, all the footage yeah. from a certain point. But I don't think it was in reference to Mark. I think it was just in reference to David. Yeah, but he that could was... have exonerated Mark if yeah. he, you know, did a thorough job. But yeah. that was... Easier. He asked for the cameras it when when he's 15, when David's 15, so that first time. So this yeah. is Mark. But he could have been like, yeah, this guy didn't do anything. Let him go. Yeah. Not with the NSA. But he's like, no, I got what I wanted out of you. You're going to sit in this. You're going to die in this prison. So. Yeah. Roland is the bad guy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so David and Millie talk. He mentions that he is in banking and that she responds to that he failed algebra. And then he says he wants to travel and he's thinking about Rome and she should come with him. Then a tragically hip song plays, which is only notable to me because it wound up being the theme song to the Netflix series Anne with an E. Tragically hip are a very Canadian band, and Anne with an E is a very Canadian show. Hashtag save Anne with an E. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it back. Bring it back. Roland knocks out a cop and walks into the interrogation room where the cops are holding Mark. He gets information on who David is and when where he can be found, and then just leaves Mark to rot. After they check into their hotel. 
Millie basically tells David that she doesn't believe him because he was an idiot growing up and there's no way he's smart enough to be in finance. And then they fuck. And I guess <laughs> you think David's got like a plus pull out game because he could jump out. Oh. <laughs> wow. Or can he jump his semen? Probably. Like <laughs> off the top of the swings. <laughs> right. Like he just like he's getting ready to finish and he just shoots it like out the building essentially it's just like <laughs> people like walking by just like what the hell was that oh, God. <laughs> it's definitely bird poop hilarious. could have been anything else right well even he could just jump himself the fuck out of there and be like oh no figure it out that's true deadbeat maury oh. can't track him down no one knows where he is oh he, man he, he jump her also to the top of a set of stairs too oh <laughs> so, so so jess are, are you saying are, are, right, like, oh, we, we have to make a quick stop. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you tell us to play in Parenthood? What's going on here? Where am I? <laughs> so, Jess, over under five kids that he has. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah, Around I would the world. say over. Because, like, look how fast he just banged and left that blonde chick. That's Yeah, he definitely has over five. Yeah, he's definitely got a litter somewhere. And and David's the kind of guy who would probably pride himself on having a child on every continent. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely done some ungentlemanly things, I'd imagine. Yeah, so. and also like it does seem like he never really takes responsibility for anything that happens to him, and he's just kind <laughs> of a true. dick. One hundred percent his mo. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, not my. It's fault. so funny because he seemed like such a nice kid when he was fifteen. Yeah. that was like a very thoughtful gift you know yeah and then it was like he was like all right one bad thing happened to me granted it was like really bad if he was like drowning but like so i'm just gonna be a dick forever yeah right yeah he turned very quickly yeah Uh, so they fuck and the fray plays because it's 2008 yep and then they explore They have lunch and try to go to the Coliseum, but it winds up being closed. Meanwhile, Jimmy Bell is perched like a gargoyle across the street. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny to me. <laughs> so, I, had, I had almost the same reaction you did. <laughs> yeah. So David jumps into the Coliseum in order to open up a gate, and they explore the Coliseum. And he opens another gate in order to go in further. Apparently, they were given access to shoot in the Coliseum for three days between 6.30 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. They had to use natural light. They couldn't set up any equipment. So then he jumps again to get onto the arena grounds. It's just like one after another, very similar jumping and unlocking gates and then he walks that's like a karen move to like oh i don't want to follow the rules i'm a white man let me just do what i want i was (laughs) so annoyed big time but again 2008 so yeah i was like i was like this poor security guard is gonna get chewed out by his boss lose his job yeah (laughs) right you know but at least hayden christensen got to get some more rachel bilson yeah that's that's really all that matters (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this security guard. I'm trying to get laid again. Yeah. yeah. Let's desecrate a national monument. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, Jamie Bell does a perfectly good job of that himself. Yeah, yes. <laughs> As he walks into Jamie Bell pretending to take a piss in the Coliseum. And he gives what sounds like a threat to David and points to the paladins heading in their direction. And a fight ensues while Millie is on the other side of a locked door. David gets the shit beat out of him with electrical batons while Jamie Bell fights the paladins. 
Eventually, the paladins are disposed of, and a security guard sees them and goes to run, uh, runs for the police. Jamie Bell jumps with one of the paladins in tow, and David jumps through Jamie Bell's quote-unquote jump scar to some sort of hideout. Then David jumps back to the Coliseum to meet up with Millie, and he rushes her out. But the cops show up and arrest David. And in custody, the cops ask David where the body is, but he tells them that he doesn't know what they're talking about. The cop leaves to get the magistrate. Then David's mom walks in and gives him the key to the handcuffs, which I'm not sure why he can't just jump out of them. Diane Lane. (laughs) Diane Lane. And then he tries to catch up with her, and she leaves him behind. He then jumps the cop to the Sphinx because, again, they just had a lot of time they were allowed to shoot there and leaves him there. Another dick move. Yeah, this is the time when they had night shot available for the Sphinx. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta use it. Could have literally jumped him anywhere in Italy. I wonder if it was just like the like the the people that run the Sphinx. They just had they had like a terabyte hard drive full of stock footage of it. It was like, yeah, no one ever asks for this shit. You guys want it? <laughs> yeah. Go nuts. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> also, like with with Rachel Bilson's character, it's like she didn't know he could jump until like near the end. So it's like you see this guy has all this money and he is really good at picking locks. Like, wouldn't you be concerned? (laughs) Like, wouldn't that worry you? And then he said something. Wait, I actually, I I wrote a note for myself because it it unsettled me so much. Let me find it. She's more concerned with his algebra than the fact that, like, yeah, he could just pick locks. The fact is, like, he might be a criminal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he said nothing's off limits when they were in the Coliseum and he's not taking no for an answer. And I was like, this man is a sexual predator. Yeah, (laughs) good call. In the beginning, his landlord was like, I told you no weird stuff. And I was like, oh, this is taking a real dark turn in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, he he took that to heart, I guess. He was like, oh, I'll show you weird stuff. (laughs) Yeah, he was was like, oh, was that a challenge? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now that that is true like how many problematic situations has he put other women in i mean not to say that he absolutely has but but he absolutely has but there's a good chance he has yeah (laughs) Yeah, i mean it's surely because he's he's living a life where he believes that there are no rules that he has to follow right Mm -hmm. so it stands to reason that that includes women women. Mm. age of consent yeah oh yeah well he probably yeah he's Oh, what's the, he probably looks up the age of consent of the countries he's going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this one's got 15. Yeah. Perfect. But at the same Dude. time, he's so boring. I can't imagine. Like, they didn't even bother to show the conversation that he had with the lady in London. Right. It's just like, oh, like, do you live in London? Smile. Fuck. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that's how boring he probably is. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we can't like, we can't show I, this. I do think that's actually like a very common thing with people who are rich but didn't earn their money. They're mm-hmm. just boring. Everything is boring to them because everything is easy. They have no good stories to tell. You know. Right. I'm just basing this off of I have a an old coworker, I went to dinner with her for her birthday and like she's, she comes from money and she has like a bunch of friends who have houses in the Hamptons. They're all loaded. And it was the most tedious night of my life. It was like the most insipid, 
boring shit. <laughs> and I was just like, they were just like complaining about the wine. And I was just like, listen, I ordered a Mountain Dew. I don't fucking care about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. This, this, yeah, it doesn't have the earthy undertones. I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like, I can't. I was like, I want to. One star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I did research to see if there was an between the lines writing of why he goes to the Sphinx all the time, but uh, Egypt has regular age of consent of 18. Oh. <laughs> that, that would have been a great way to like crack the code, Mark. Yeah. Fifteen. Too so hasn't been to Japan too much. Uh, yeah. David, well, he does say he has a few jump points in Japan actually. Japan's okay. So there we go. We got it. <laughs> David rushes Millie into a cab and then to the airport. Millie now doesn't trust David, and she asks to see what's in his backpack, which he reveals to be a shit ton of money. And then David ditches her, making her get on the plane by herself. Roland, meanwhile, gets the call for that the Paladins lost David at the Coliseum. But meanwhile, Roland is on the way to visit David's dad. So he gets into the house by saying he's IRS, and he wants to talk to him about his son, David. Roland starts questioning him about how long ago he saw David, which is eight years, and asks about David's mother, not since David was five. And then basically, David's dad tells Roland to go fuck himself, and we cut out. Yeah, yeah. so Michael Rucker delivers the most badass line in this movie. Yeah. yeah Samuel Jackson goes, no, you won't. No, I won't. <laughs> you know because he knows he's gonna die you know yeah sort of. yeah. yeah he said he says i'll i'll let you know if i hear anything from him he's like no you're not i'm like nope i'm not <laughs> michael I, rooker national yeah. treasure i i feel like yeah like only he can really give that that gusto to that line you know so yeah great. yeah and he stares down samuel l jackson yeah not a lot of people and, do that yeah I wouldn't have the balls, I don't think. No. no, I don't think any one of us in this podcast would uh, <laughs> stare down Mr. Jackson. Yeah. And, and can we say this is the first time where Samuel Jackson sees the photo of David's mom, who is also part of the Paladins, but that's never brought up again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Why doesn't he use that as, like, leverage? It makes no sense. And how is she still involved with them after rolling, you know, all that happens? It's 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 a big plot hole. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're like Scientologists, where like if you if you're not with them, you're against them. So she's like, well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. You got to let the family go, man. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> That's another thing I was watching during quarantine. It was like Leah Remini's like Scientology in the aftermath, oh, and I'm like, oh. Jesus. Terrifying. I was like, oh, where where are these people getting all this money? They they literally sign like hundred thousand year contracts or something crazy like that. Yeah, a little bit of a grift, I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bold claim, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> really going out on the ledge there. <laughs> so David jumps back to Jamie Bell's hideout, whose name I guess is Griffin. I don't know if we ever receive it, as in my name's Griffin. It just winds up that David knows it. And then he just gives an exposition dump about jumpers versus paladins, basically saying that the Inquisition, witch hunt, etc. were all a result of the ongoing war between the paladins and the jumpers. And paladins specifically are religious extremists. I, I couldn't tell you if his name was ever introduced, because the at this point, this is when the captions were completely off the fucking oh, rails. Yeah. 
They were like and, 10, 15 seconds ahead. Yeah. Even if he did, I couldn't even rely on that for this movie. Yeah. And you would need it with the way Jamie Bell spoke in this movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, like, I think I only knew it because, like, I paused it at one point and, like, on Amazon Prime, it, like, has, like, the credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, on the on the bottom bar. But yeah. that's the only reason I knew his name. So David goes back to his dad's house and finds him on the floor dead in the kitchen and then jumps him to the emergency room. We never find out if he's alive or dead. I'm assuming he dies, um, but yeah. there's never any resolve to that. So David jumps into the prison cell where they're holding Mark and asks him who he told and what he told them. Basically, Mark tells, tells him that he told Roland everything. So David goes back to Griffin's house and tries to recruit Griffin to help him take out Roland. Griffin says it's impossible and then jumps. So David follows him to Japan through his jump scar and then just follows him through the streets. And then David tries to talk to him about comic books, talking like he has never talked about a comic book before (laughs) in his life. Have you ever heard of a Marvel team up? The Marvel team up. Oh, God. Which I guess this is all ahead of its time because uh, four months later, Iron Man would come out. Then Griffin steals a Mercedes from a dealership and they go jump driving through the streets of Japan, which is the most tedious scene in this movie. Accomplishes nothing except Griffin mentions that he knew a guy that died trying to jump an entire building, which is foreshadowing in all caps. I hated how there's 20 minutes left in the movie and we're now just kind of getting into the pairing of these two. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just it seemed like they rushed it at this yeah. point. Yeah. Are yeah, you saying the movie was should have been longer. Uh, this will be the yeah. first time where I say that it feels like it probably should have been. Yeah, maybe closer to two want, hours. Not that I want it to be longer. I thought 89 minutes was was chef's kiss in terms of time, <laughs> the length yeah. of time. But there there seems like there was a lot of stuff that I could have learned more about. It definitely felt like this was a movie that was supposed to be a series of films. And then the Marvel juggernaut got launched four months later, and then nobody was like, yeah, let's revisit this jumper cinematic universe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Aiden Christensen shaking his fist in the air. Damn you, Favreau. And he, I if, also say that this is probably a story that is probably more primed for a series than a movie. Sure. Sure. So they jump to Detroit International Airport, and Griffin agrees to help him take on Roland. Millie's flight landed an hour beforehand, so Griffin goes to prepare at his hideout while David goes looking for Millie. She's not at work, so he goes to her apartment and basically breaks in. She's there, upset that she got left at the air, left in the airport, which makes sense. And Millie wants David to leave, and then Roland shows up. So David confesses everything and shows her he can jump. He then jumps both of them into Griffin's hideout to get away from Roland. David goes to talk to Griffin, and Griffin is pissed because Roland has a machine that could follow jumpers into the wormholes. So Roland and some of his goons do exactly that. They jump into the wormhole. David jumps Millie to the middle of nowhere to keep her safe. While hiding in Griffin's place, David sees that Griffin has some sort of surveillance photo of his mom amid all the other documents on his Peppy Sylvia board. And I guess he forgets he's hiding because then he just shouts out while he's hiding, Mom, loud and clear, and gets captured by one of the electrical assos immediately afterwards. So Roland tells David that all jumpers eventually turn bad, though David said that he might be different. As Roland goes in for the kill shot, Griffin shows up with a flamethrower and chases Roland out. It's kind of cool. 
Then Griffin jumps into New York and grabs a tour bus and jumps with it back to Roland, who narrowly dives out of the way. Roland then goes after Millie, but Griffin again shows up with a flamethrower again, chases <laughs> Roland out of the hideout. He should have showed up with something else, right? Like a, <laughs> It should have yeah. upgraded from there. Yeah, because he, he uses it, then must he's got to drop it in order to go back to New York to get a, a tour bus to throw, and then he eventually he has to put it back on. Mm-hmm. So, I'm glad we they cut that out. Though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, what what would be the next upgrade? Would it be like a grenade launcher or something? <laughs> yeah, an RPG. Yeah. Right. That would have been pretty badass. Just like he's sitting there with it on his shoulder. <laughs> Stupid catchphrase. Shoot the rocket. Didn't he turn bad though? Because he did a lot of bad things. I don't even count robbing the bank, but I count like framing the drunk guy for doing it. Oh yeah, it. he's 100% evil. Yeah. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson was right. Like, you you <laughs> yeah. turn bad. You're kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> right. You, you like we can put aside the whole, you know, yes, robbing the we would rob banks probably. Yeah. It's still it's still theft. Yeah. <laughs> like as much as we would want to help people and we are all good people here, wink. We definitely it's still a crime to rob banks. <laughs> so yeah. Sure, but they're insured. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah I guess. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in in terms of back that, you know, we paid into a bailout that didn't benefit us. Just whatever. Regressing. <laughs> <laughs> in in the grand scheme, like in in the letter of the law, it is still yeah. not. So yeah, it on is paper it's wrong, but we know. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We're all good yeah. people. But David is not doing all the things that, you know, Jess and Mark had mentioned. He's hoarding that money. I yeah. think he, yeah. even, he even went into casinos and took their chips. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he doesn't even have a job either, like I would have done. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, he wouldn't be a contributing member of society. I'd pay my taxes on time. You know, it'd be so much easier because i just jump right there. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you, so you, you would still use it to be a functioning member. Yeah, just get there every get to places easier. Yeah, it'd be that'd be great because if you had to be at work at nine, you could literally wake up at like eight fifty. It's like literally what I do right now. Now I'm working from home. <laughs> First day on time. <laughs> so Millie cuts David out of the restraints and tells him to bring her home. And then Hayden Christensen then gives the second worst speech he's ever made to a woman yeah. on screen. <laughs> Then Griffin shows up with Roland's device that helps him jump, but just before the wormhole closes, Roland manages to shoot his harness through the wormhole and pulls Millie through it back to her apartment. Then Griffin reveals that he has a bomb that he's going to use to kill Roland, but it will probably kill Millie too. So we get an extended fight scene with David and Griffin fighting over the detonator. We go to Egypt, New York, Rome, eventually winding up in war-torn Chechnya. Chechnya does not make it out too well in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a low blow. Bill's been to Chechnya before, apparently. He hates oh, it. Ha- yeah. yeah, he hates it. Why would what did you go to Chechnya for? What's in Chechnya? Maybe maybe it's fourteen there. The age of consent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Griffin knows. <laughs> oh, totally does. Yeah, he knows all the places that legalize prostitution. He's he's got that. He's got a sex list. Sex oh. a jumper sex list. <laughs> Instead of all the locations that David has, it's just women for yeah. for Griffin. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that's a little unfortunate. <laughs> that That's dark. I mean, yeah. he's been jumping. I mean, he's been living in that hideout for 
who knows how long. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Uh, men are the worst. I think that's what it comes <laughs> down to. But I, I can't imagine... And, you know, maybe I'm wrong, and I don't want to speak for for women, but I can't imagine that's what the first priority for women who could jump would be, right? Just like I'm just gonna go bang a bunch of dudes. Yeah, no, like I, I feel like women are so inherently insecure that they would be like, I feel like half of women would be like, oh, I'll jump to like a plastic surgeon's office and. F- try to fix myself that way someone might like me someday oh. you know what i mean like that's how that's how sad our existences are so oh, man. sad or like i would jump i would jump to a bank rob it buy a house with a big yard and then get a bunch of dog friends for my dog oh that's a really good one why didn't yeah. any of the us dogs, think of I that buy them. man she just just she she answered it. That's the, that is the answer. <laughs> there is no other answer. There you go. So in Chechnya, David and Griffin fight. Eventually, David traps Griffin on a high tension power line and gets rid of the detonator. David heads back to Millie's apartment and jumps in, and immediately gets restrained by the electric harness as he tries to free Millie. But David does what we are foreshadowed to know that he might be able to do. He jumps the whole goddamn apartment in what I believe is the body of water that he fell into in the beginning, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, that's what the connection is. Yeah. And then into the Ann Arbor Library. Then David jumps with Roland to some sort of cave at Horseshoe Bend and then jumps away, leaving Roland without much way of getting off. And he goes, and then we cut. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you mean getting out, not getting off. Right. Well, getting off the rock, but yes. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, well, here we are again. <laughs> Pants down. <laughs> he cut his hands off, too, so I forgot to mention that part. Uh, <laughs> did he? No. Oh, no. I was say, that's, that's really dark for this movie. <laughs> then he goes to pay a visit to his mom, and Kristen Stewart shows up and is his half-sister. It's so weird seeing her in this role because it's like I saw her name and I was like, oh, well, maybe she'll have a big part. And like she's literally two seconds in. Two lines, right? Yeah. And then paycheck. Yeah. I mean, I guess this was right before Twilight, right? Yeah, it would have been filmed before Twilight, I would imagine. Yeah. Or at the same time. Yeah, because I think this was, yeah, so because Twilight, I think the first Twilight came out in 2008, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so this was probably filmed like before it, but came yeah. out near it. So they were probably mm. using that hype. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Because like, who? Why would you just choose her for? Yeah, that would make sense, right? Because you're not going to choose her just for a bit role. There had to have yeah. been a little bit more of a strategy there. Yeah. I don't know. Then his mom tells him he left. She left because she's a paladin and she either had to leave or kill him. And then she says like, she's no, giving. You, you could have just not done either of those things. What would have <laughs> right. happened to you? Right. right. She doesn't seem like a crazy religious person. And, yeah, and that's why I, I was like, maybe Samuel L. Jackson was right this whole time because this guy's a dick. <laughs> right. Yeah. I kind of rooted dick. for Samuel L. Jackson. But so she left him, but he didn't start jumping until he was 15. Right. I don't Where know. He, maybe she left when he was five. I think she said his first jump was when he was five, but like, I don't think oh. he knew that he did it. Right. Oh, like he okay. didn't realize what he did, but she knew what he did. 
I think. Interesting. I could be making that up. No, that would make sense. What happens when we don't have a jump or two? We don't know any of these answers. Yeah, we we can't confirm. (laughs) So then she says that she's going to give him a head start and tells him goodbye. Sounds an awful lot like this would be a franchise, but unfortunately not. And then him and Millie jump to some place warm. And that is the end of Jumper. I didn't hate it. It got tedious at points. And I also understand why this is more or less forgotten. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't terrible. It was just there. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. That's what it's... we come to expect with Dan's picks when they're like within this de- <laughs> with this specific decade for whatever reason Dan loved the 2000s and it's just a shitty time. <laughs> yeah. I you know what honestly I think this movie had a lot of potential and mm-hmm. I would have made this movie better by making it a horror movie. Ooh. I, I think it would have been better as a creepy stalker because he Hayden Christensen has that down pat in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, it it would have been cool if he if he's just like stalking uh, Rachel Bilson's character uh, Millie, and yeah. wherever she goes, he's there. And like maybe people think she's crazy. Samuel L. Jackson is a detective. And he's trying to figure out, like, well, like, has she gone insane, or is this like really happening? Like the, that the whole palette. Like the Invisible Man. Yeah, exactly. And and that was so. It was so good at creating that tension of, is Elizabeth Moss crazy, or mm-hmm. is this stuff actually happening? And like, who would believe that a man can jump anywhere in the world? Like, you can leave it as you know he had a, a crazy obsession with her as as a teenager and she rebuked him a bunch of times and he quote unquote wound up dying in the the river but you know strange things keep happening to her and yeah you know is it david is it not david but yeah i, I think that would have been that cool been then, really good right because like the whole paladin story is to me it's so cliched it's like oh this yeah. this uh clandestine organization is trying to wipe out these these people it's like yeah okay but it's just like a bland action movie Mm -hmm. yeah like they could have done more with it and i feel like they should have explained more about the paladin like the ongoing like war between them because that's like sounds like it's a big deal you know and they were just like oh yeah this is the thing okay yeah they gloss over it yeah 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 dan that's a lot better my answer which was going to be just uh recast eminem and the rest of d12 in this movie <laughs> D12. That's pretty both good. solid choices yeah. i would have done it like catch me if you can sort of thing like maybe he's being chased by someone that's a human and it was like oh well i'm here well catch me if you can and then it's like no oh, rats now i gotta go find them <laughs> yeah no, I, I think that would have been like a little cat and mouse game yeah, yeah, a fun romp of some guy that jumps through wormholes. Yeah, that that would be a little better, I think. I think that would be infinitely more interesting. Yeah. I think Ooh. it would have been interesting, too, to do it from Rachel Bilson's viewpoint, where it's kind of, it's almost like, you know the Zac Efron, Ted Bundy movie? Yes. Yeah. It's told from the point of view of his girlfriend who didn't know he was a murderer. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's like, 
yeah, so uh, my boyfriend goes missing and he like, he manages to get into locked places a lot. <laughs> yeah. has a, you right. know, I think it would have been interesting to see her try to piece that together and then just be like, oh, yeah, um, he is a criminal, but not in the way that you think. You, you know? Yeah, like almost like he's not using him, a bobby right? pin. He's using magic. <laughs> right. So it's more, you know, it's more mystical and fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that would have been cool, like, cause then she's she's like in the uh, the Ted Bundy movie that she kind of defends him at first. Yeah. Until she starts to piece it together, like, holy shit, this guy's serious trouble. Yeah. So yeah, I think that would have been cool. Like Rachel Bilson is basically no, no, like, yeah, he he does some like out of the ordinary things, but like he's not hurting anybody or. It's I not... know he's a banker, but he's not good at math. But he's still a banker. It's fine. He can <laughs> right. Like, not that that means anything, right? Like, oh yeah. my god. And, and by the way, they skipped over the entire way to button that joke with Jamie Bell making a joke at why they're an hour late for her flight. Oh yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Bad at telling time. Yeah. So good. All right, I think this is all we have to talk about on what is the name of this movie? All of a sudden, Jumper. Jumper. I was going to say Pusher because Push was another movie. <laughs> that was that was another movie I was thinking of of choosing. By the way, that the, yeah. is that the Chris Evans Dakota Fanning movie? Or that is. is. Yeah. Okay. Do not pick that next week, Mark. I I heard that. I heard that in your voice. <laughs> We're doing Push next week. <laughs> you guys want to plug anything? Just you got anything you want to plug? I am launching a podcast some someday. I, I'm like stockpiling episodes first called You're the Problem, and that's going to be fun. So stay tuned for that whenever I decide to release it, which may may not ever happen, but it's it's being prepared just in case. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, really promising <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so the name is You're the Problem? You're the Problem. I have a SoundCloud page. There's just nothing on it, so... But you can find it there. There's a graphic. It's cool. Well, we will definitely give that a shout out once it <laughs> once it appears. Yeah. yeah. Once it exists, you know. <laughs> All right, guys. Why don't you plug your shit? Yeah. Uh, again, D one twenty two on Twitter. Again, pointless. No one follows me. The oh, you do. Yes, and I think you're like my biggest fan on there. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Our Stranger Damies Real Play D&D account uh, at Stranger Damies. Follow us there. I've been, uh, Zack Snyder has lived rent-free in my head for the past few weeks, and all I do is complain about it. So uh, you might want to wait a week or two until it, you know, <laughs> it calms down. But yeah, yeah for both of us counts. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Oh, it's, it's, I, I'm so, I want to apologize to my friends because I, I'm sure when I message, like, can you believe what these people are saying? Like, Jesus Ooh. fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what so, about you? Yep. So we have our uh, D&D podcast, as, as Dan mentioned, Stranger Damies. The podcast episode airs every other Wednesday for the sessions. And then the in-between is my interviews with the players. Um, we're hoping to get like a Twitter mailbag at some point in there for either just myself or the players. Um, so you can uh, find that Stranger Damies anywhere you get podcasts. We now stream it live on Twitch. It's at twitch.tv slash gamevaultpod. That will be, it'll be every other Sunday. So if you if you follow the Twitter account, um, the next Sunday it says it's coming up. It's every other Sunday from there. Because I think this will be an off week. 
Um, it'll be after we've done the session when this airs. So, so be on the lookout for that. We do the whole session on Twitch. And don't want to uh, follow along with the podcast. You can just get spoiled by watching us have sound problems and then take five, <laughs> ten minute breaks and stuff like that. So we all do that live. Then we have the Game Vault Pod on Twitch comes from our podcast, the Game Vault Podcast, which airs every other Monday. So be sure to check that out. The Game Vault Podcast, where you get your podcast. I hate that we put podcasts at the end of that. And then you can uh, find it on Instagram, Twitter, at Game Vault Pod. And then we stream five nights a week on that uh, Twitch channel, Wednesdays, Thursdays, uh, alternating Friday and Sunday, Saturdays, Sunday and Monday. Be on the lookout for that. Great. And this is They Call This Movie. You can find us on Spreaker and wherever you get your podcast just by searching They Call This Movie. So that's Stitcher, iTunes, everywhere you get your podcast. We are the main Damey. The main Damey.com is our main website where we post this show as well as all of our other shows. And in theory, we post articles as well. And that's also our social. So Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can find us at the main Damey. And we're also part of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find that at gvnation.com and wherever you get your podcasts and all socials just by searching Geek Vibes Nation. Tons of great shows there. If you're into geek stuff, there is surely a show for you. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. I want to thank, once again, Jess Sager, our guest, for coming on and talking about Jumper once again. Thank you for having for me. Sure. Yeah, great show. I uh, hope to have you on again sometime. Yeah. So this is going to wrap it up. The movie was Jumper, and the director was Doug Lyman. So for Dan Aquino, Mark Myers, and Jess Sager, this is Anthony Delvecchio saying, Doug Lyman, you certainly made a movie, didn't you? <laughs>